All right. Welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got my Hendrix. I got a head full of thoughts. Let's go. Gang, there are times when labels and qualifiers are absolutely fucking useless. Absolutely useless. If y'all remember me saying this type of stuff before, pardon me as I belch, there's a reason why. One more belch. Hold on. God damn. There's a reason why, at least with the Christian apologetic types, the Frank Turek's, the Cy Tim Bruggen-Cates, the Jeff Durbin's, I, I do not have the discussion on whether rape is objectively wrong or not. The reason is, again, I've never been raped or sexually assaulted, but I work around people who have been. They don't give a shit if rape it was objectively wrong. They just wish it didn't happen. Right? Uh, I can't tell you. This has happened more than once, and it's fucking devastating. So my big seminars are usually on Saturdays. That's when you pack them all in, which you can't do now because of COVID. But you would pack in a 30-plus women sometimes, and you have this big seminar, and it's it's usually geared for the ladies who aren't necessarily comfortable with the one-on-one setting. Now, my martial arts brothers and sisters will tell you it can be physically intimate. It, it, it's, it's not for everybody to do a one-on-one session of self-defense techniques. So the class kind of brings down the intimidation level and the uncomfortable. I totally get it. That's why I offer it. But there have been times where a lady will sign up for that class, wait three, three and a half hours for everyone to clear out. Now, keep in mind, in that three plus hours, she hasn't participated for shit. She hasn't asked a single fucking question when it was time for the Q&A. She sat there for three plus hours, waited for everyone to clear out. Just to tell me that 72 hours previous, something bad had happened to her. Now, she doesn't know me from Adam, but she shows up and she waits. Robert, help me. That lady doesn't give a shit on whether what happened to her on Wednesday and now it is Saturday. She doesn't care if it was objectively wrong. So that's why I don't argue that point, because that label of objective doesn't do shit. It doesn't. So I don't argue that because it's disrespectful to the ladies who endure this crime. The men too, but I'm I'm a women's self-defense teacher, so I'm speaking about my experience. In that case, boy, that was depressing, wasn't it? In that case, no, your label doesn't fucking matter. Then there are times where labels are absolutely crucial. Absolutely crucial. Right? I, here's a shock. I went to the liquor store today. Hey, I mentioned the liquor store. You know what time it is. Hold on. Mmm. Delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. Now, I went and bought a bottle of delicious Hendrix. Can y'all tell I'm brand loyal? I bought it because the label said gin. Now, if that label had said turpentine or paint remover or gasoline, There is no amount of money you could have given me 
to buy it so I can consume it. Labels sometimes can be very important. That thing that's curled up in the corner of my backyard that's hissing at me every time I get closer, the rattle noise gets louder. I can label that a garden hose all I want. But if I bend over to pick up my garden hose, that garden hose is going to try and kill me. Why? Because my label is wrong. It's not a garden hose. It's a Texas rattlesnake, and it's pissed off. So, again, sometimes labels don't mean a fucking thing. Sometimes they're literally a matter of life and death, which brings me to today's topic. Now, I don't sleep much, so around 3 o'clock this morning, when I'm just kind of doodling around, I got YouTube playing on my speakers. Someone was talking about super straight. Now, again, I got some shit going on in my personal life, so I'm probably late to the game. And so I paid attention. What, what the fuck is super straight? First, that was a belch. Second, if you don't know what it is, congratulations. You're probably better off, but... I don't suffer by myself, so now I'm going to vomit this shit into your brain, too. Super straight. Just so you know, it's they want to be put on the LGBTQ uh, spectrum. Did I say that right? I hope I used the word spectrum right. If I did it, I gave my uh, R, at RC read 4-0. Hit me up. Let me know if I fucked that up. Told you, y'all going to get first take shit only. But uh, they want uh, the T replaced. And LGBTQ plus to LGBS, super straight. So here's the fucking definition. Someone who's attracted to the opposite gender who was born the same gender as they identify. Yeah. Hey, do you want to date me? The me in this situation is a trans person. I only date women who are born women. That's super straight. Okay. Gang, normally I don't define myself based on what it is I don't like. Now, if someone is nice enough to cook for me, I will always tell them I'm really not a big vegetable guy. Now, there are some notable exceptions. If you're going to crank out them greens the way I was brought up, to eat them, there's going to be a pot mod. Did I just hit puberty? Hold on. Let's get a little bit of this Hendrix. Let's not get my vocal cords raw. Ah, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. Now, if I'm going to eat a vegetable, there's going to be a boiling pot full of greens, and there's going to be a hammock in it the size of an infant. That shit is delicious. But for the most part, I'm a meat eater. I'm a carnivore. You want to impress me? Make sure my dinner plate looks like steak with a side of steak soaked in steak juice. That's delicious to me. But I don't go around telling people I'm a non-vegetarian. I simply say I'm a meat eater. Now I'm about five hours away from watching my favorite sport. What I don't do is go around and tell people I'm a non-golf watcher. No. In five hours, Texas baseball goes first pitch against Oklahoma. I love baseball, 
but I don't define myself as a non-golf watcher. When you have to go out of your way to make sure people know what it is you don't like, it makes people raise the eyebrow. And trust me, I'm about to nail this thing down on why labels are fucking important, especially in this case. Now, Riley Dennis, if you don't know who that is, Riley Dennis is a YouTube content creator. And I remember watching a video of Riley Dennis. I like Riley. Riley doesn't know me for shit. And I think I'm getting this right. Where if you don't date a transgender woman, you're automatically a transphobe. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that. And let me tell you the reason why. First, you want to know, hey, big guy, would you date a trans woman? Yeah, I would. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If I like the person, I'm attracted to him. Yeah, let's do this thing. Let's have some fun. That person will make a big mistake. I'm fucked up. But hey, let's let, let's go down this road until the train crashes. But if you're young enough or you just have that fire burning in your belly that you want to watch someone's stomach grow with your child, there's nothing wrong with being honest and saying, you, you you prefer some working ovaries. I don't think that's transphobic right off the bat. If you are a guy and you want children to come from a, a woman's body that you are dating, I don't call that necessarily transphobic. I don't. But when you have to go out of your way in every circumstance to make sure everyone knows that you only date cisgender women, whether you realize it or not, you are putting down my sisters in the transgender community. Now, whether you can or can't have children doesn't make you any more or less of a woman. It doesn't. I, I looked it up before I started spouting off at the mouth. Around 10% of all cisgender women can't bear children for one reason or another. doesn't make them any less of a woman. I've known women who just could not get pregnant. No matter how many hundreds of thousands of dollars they spent, no matter how many times they had sex with their husband or boyfriend, it just wasn't in the cards. They're just as much of a woman who has 10 kids, and they're just as much of a woman as my transgender sisters. Your ability to get pregnant does not define you or does not define your worth as a woman, only you get to say that, not someone else and not whether sperm meets egg in your body and you can carry a child. So that's kind of my rant on the whole having a kid thing, making you a woman or not. It doesn't. It doesn't. It simply means you can get pregnant. Just like everyone who busts one inside of a woman is not a father. Some of these assholes are, quite simply put, sperm donors. Assholes to the nth degree. Shouldn't even be around children, much less have some. So, no, that does not make you a woman or not. But I get it. If you want to get someone pregnant, I don't think that necessarily makes you a transphobe. Now, where the fuck was I? Let's get refocused with a little bit of this Hendrix. Hold on. Mmm. Delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. Now, where the fuck was I? 
Let's keep this thing going. Like I said, I'm tired of shit. So my brain won't stop racing. Where was I? All right. Labels. Gang, the reason why Super Straight is a toxic platform. First and foremost, I saw a clip of somebody saying he's only the guy who started this whole thing. He's trolling you. This is a joke. I've said it once. I'll say it again. A joke is only as funny as the laughter it receives. And the guy who started it may have been joking. But guess what? You have given a battle cry. And yeah, I'm going to use the word to actual transphobes. That guy may not think that for real, but do you know how many people actually do? And now you've given them strength. It's like Gavin McGinnis. I remember listening to a, a episode of Joe Rogan where he's like, I was really only joking. Well, guess what? You're about as funny as fucking Steven Crowder. Let's go ask all the minority members who have been terrorized because you wanted to make a fucking joke. It's not funny. It's not funny. And this guy creating a sexual orientation known as super straight. Yeah, he may have been joking, but do you know how many people actually feel that way? You just gave them a battle cry, you asshole. Stop doing that. In this case, I'm talking about my sisters. You are terrorizing my trans sisters. Stop it. It's not fucking funny. You don't make jokes about the Holocaust. You don't make jokes and comparisons about slavery. And you don't demean my trans community. Now, let's keep this thing crack-a-lacking. The, the, the problem with Super Straight is that it feeds into, uh, it's just, okay. So, again, I'm all over the place. I'm trying to get this thing focused. And so one of the things about the uh, straight Super Straight movement is that if you don't like them, you're being a superphobe. You get where they're coming from? Transphobe, superphobe. Again, he may be making a joke, but they're actual assholes who actually feel this way. And 20, 30 years ago, we wouldn't have to worry about these people, but we have this thing called the internet now. And I've said this on one of my Twitter videos. The problem with today's society, boys and girls, is that stupid people get a platform. Like I said, Marjorie Taylor Greene should not be a topic of conversation. She should be working the night shift at Baskin Robbins. Would you like two scoops, sir? That's Marjorie Taylor Greene. But instead, this moron gets a national platform because she thinks Jewish space lasers start forest fires. This person is weapons-grade stupid, but she has a national audience. And so when you say, well, big guy, you're, you're only lending credibility to this super straight movement, I don't want to. But you got to understand, one guy's joke is a thousand people's battle cry. Now, people like me have to fight, and I will fight. You want a super phobe. There's no such thing. And you hate the LGBT community so much that you want to get rid of the T and put in the S. Why? Because you're an asshole. There's a problem with that. Now, if you think I'm bullshitting, look it up. 
right? Look up the amazing Lucas. Look up Milo Yiannopoulos, who's gay, by the way. They wanted to start, and this is not just two idiots. There's a lot of them, enough to where they actually had one. A straight Pride Month. Why? Because they felt discriminated against. There's a, there's a gay Pride Month, which I never miss, by the way. Those things are a fucking blast. <laughs> You've never seen a hotter collection of good-looking guys, by the way. Go get one. But they felt discriminated against because there wasn't a straight Pride Month. Right? What about what about super straight awareness? But here's the thing. The same idiots who asked that are the same people who so are like, why isn't there a white history month? Let me tell you something. You're asking the wrong question. The question isn't, why isn't there a straight Pride Month? The appropriate question is, what have straight people have to endure to earn one? When was the last time a straight couple, highly qualified, when was the last time a straight couple got denied adoption simply because they were straight? Hit me up on Twitter. Tell me that date. I'm curious. I really want to know. When was the last time a straight person was denied admittance in the United States military simply because they were straight? We have a gay pride month and we had to have marriage equality because gay people couldn't get married legally. They could do it on paper with civil ceremonies and stuff like that. They weren't fully accepted. Having a loved one die and you can't go into the hospital room? Well, I'm Suzanne's wife. No, you're not. Imagine that was you. So instead of asking, why isn't there a straight Pride Month? Ask what straight people have had to endure to earn one. Don't worry, I'll give you the answer. Not a fucking thing. My LGBTQ brothers and sisters have earned it. That's why they have one. That's why they have one. So as we continue to go down this super straight road, gang, the, the, again, I'm, I'm probably going to say this a thousand times. The problem with super straight, even if it's a joke to this person, again, there are a thousand others, pardon me, who think it's an actual battle cry. Transphobia is real. And I realize this is two back-to-back -back episodes on transphobia. And here in a little bit, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to go back a little bit to reach into that previous episode where I was talking about the lady from the southern tip of Louisiana who's around my age, and I repeat myself. She was as beautiful as she was strong. Her stories, God damn, there was not a dry eye in the house. And the most impressive thing about her, while she was telling that story, I swear to God, her emotional muscles were getting bigger. And while my shoulders were falling, while my hands were on my knees crying, she was standing up straighter and straighter and straighter. Now, are there straight victims of sex crimes? Of course they are. But you aren't being targeted simply because you're straight. 
Our trans brothers and sisters are being targeted simply because they're trans. So like I said, when you want your own month, please name the laundry list of shit that you've had to endure to earn it. Until then, who's the snowflake now, bitch? Be happy that you don't need a month of special recognition. That means your monkey ass has floated. You know what this reminds me of? I, I remember. So where I work, there are some people who, let's just say, are poor. There was one person, and if I said this company's name, you would recognize it. This person's heiress worked out there. I think I think the name of it is called Limousine Liberal. This person had a shit ton of cash, but could afford to drive in a limousine. I learned that's the term. And I remember this person saying, look, here's the reason why. If you are complaining on tax day, if on April 15th you're complaining, that means 364 other days, you had a great fucking day. So she was like, I have no problem paying extra for one day because for 300 plus other days, I made out like a motherfucking bandit. I'm not going to say this person's name, but we're going to hit little Hendrix for, you know what time it is. Hold on. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. So again, it, it's what have you endured to get that one special day or that one special month or that one special week. And my straight brothers and sisters, not a goddamn thing. Yeah, you may have had some hard moments, but it was never because you were straight. So again, even if this guy was joking around, he is now in the same category as, as a Gavin McGinnis. I've heard arguments that I guess I can say it now. If you take down my podcast, fuck it. I just don't want to lose my Twitter account. Uh, Candace Owens. Yeah, I'm going to talk some Last time I mentioned Candace, I got a week suspension on Twitter. I've heard many legit arguments that Candace Owens is a bad faith actress. She may very well be. But here's the problem. She is giving fuel. She is gassing up the people who actually think racist-ass thoughts. Now, if y'all remember last summer, I got into a very short back and forth with Dave Silverman because Dave Silverman said being called a racist is the equivalent of being called a nigger. That was it. I, I didn't even have a response to that. And I even remember my video saying, if you need me to explain that on why that is so lethally unintelligent, I got nothing for you. Right? Candace Owens gives credibility, even if she's a bad faith actress. She gives credibility to people who actually have these racist ass ideas. She keeps the bullshit going. I remember it was the first, oh God, was that a Monday or Tuesday that I went back to work after COVID? Because I wasn't ready to go back. I emotionally was not ready to go back. Because that was during the whole George Floyd incident. If y'all remember my Twitter timeline back then, I was an emotional fucking wreck. My first appointment up that day, a white lady quoted Candace Owens and said, I believe Candace Owens is right. At that point, I was like, this is not going to end well. 
black people. And it's funny how she was talking about it. Like I wasn't in front of her face as a six foot three inch black guy. But she said, I believe Candace is right because blacks are the only ones who raised up their criminal element to martyr status. I told her to get the fuck out. Candace Owens, even if she's a bad faith actress, gives credibility to bullshit talking points and arguments. Even if this guy was joking about super straight, he gives credibility to transphobes. There's a reason why people are actually working to create a straight pride month. Because some assholes think they're so funny, they're going to add logs to a fire that doesn't need to get any hotter. Labels, in this case, are important. And the reason is, you're going to look past someone because they're super straight, when in fact they're a fucking transphobe. That lady that I've mentioned like four times at this stage from the Pride rally several years ago who made me cry my ass off. And I, I said it was a shovel last time. Uh, it was an axe handle. She had her skull crushed with an axe handle. She has been a victim of multiple sexual assaults and rapes. It wasn't random. It was because people are transphobic. Labels are important. Because if someone fucking quote unquote identifies as super straight, what they're telling you is that they're transphobic. They are, whether they realize it or not. I don't have time to be nice anymore. I refuse. We keep having these fucking stories and these conversations. You can't. All right. So dig it. If you're in this uh, southern portion of Louisiana, if you're at or around my age. Again, that's why I've said before. These aren't stories for some. This isn't a movie. For some of us, this is real life. I remember when the Klan tried to revamp. Yes, the actual Ku Klux Klan. They tried to revamp their image. Now, a pile of shit is a pile of shit. Whether you sprinkle it with perfume, put roses around it, it doesn't matter. It came out of someone or something's butthole. It's a pile of shit. My vocal cords a little bit raw. That's a little bit of that Hendrix. Hold on. Mm. Delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. The Klan tried to clean up their image by doing, you know, adopt a highway and reading to use. And like, you know, we're not really anti-black. We're just more pro-white. Okay, that's the type of shit that gets you killed. No, they're not pro-white. They're still anti-black. And if you think I'm bullshitting, put a black person in the middle of 20 Klansmen. I'm not even going to go there, but I wonder how that's going to turn out. No cops around. There's nothing but a tree and some rope. Hmm. Labels fucking matter. You aren't super straight. You're a transphobe. I don't go around saying I don't sleep. I don't. All right. So here's my thing. 
I like people with a little meat on their bones. I do. I, I think the old saying, the more cushion, the better the bushing, is absolutely accurate. I love my partners to have curves in all the right places. I like curvier people, but I don't go around saying I'm I, I'm anti-slim people. I don't. I, I, I'm just attracted to people with curves. I like watching my partner eat two slices of chocolate cake after a 2,000 calorie dinner. It's a turn on. I'm not going to lie. You got some curves. You got some hips. Oh, we can we can work with it. But I don't go around defining myself as an anti-skinny person. I don't hit people who are skinny. If I can see your ribs, I just see your ribs. I'm not going to take an axe handle to the back of your fucking skull. These super straight people define themselves based on what it is that they don't like. Now, fine, like I said, if you don't want to date a trans woman because you want kids and that trans, because they have not perfected uh, the uterus uh, transplant, okay, that that's not necessarily transphobic. I'm willing to listen to your story. But these assholes are something totally different. And if you think I'm bullshitting, look them up. Now I'm hitting the 30-minute mark, and I'm new at this podcast thing. So what I'm about to do is I'm going to stop the recording. I'm going to hit a little Hendrix. I'm going to take a piss. Then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to do part two. I'm sure I'm fucking this up. But gin and truth, let's go.